Hello, it's Casey here to shine on. If you've been waiting for a sign to start something new, this may be it. Scott Sunshine, professor at Rice University, wants you to stretch. I just want people to recognize that sometimes it feels like we don't have a lot of things and we feel like we need to wait for the ideal resources to work towards our goals, whether they be personal goals or professional goals. But if you just step back for a second and start acting with what you have, chances are you're going to be able to make a lot more than you realize with what's around. That's where we will begin today. And coming up, a woman who has over 94 million views on YouTube for her cleaning videos. You can win Melissa Maker's new book, Clean My Space, and we will have an extraordinary talk with a doctor who reversed her MS diagnosis with her diet. Dr. Wall's protocol cooking for life is the subject. Plus, have you seen Topperson in the health food store? It's a pain relief cream created by a decorated army veteran from the Hudson Valley. We'll talk to Lou Paradise. But first, a subject that tickles me. I actually have something in common with a professor of management at Rice University. I, I've come to learn, am a stretcher. Stretch is the new book from Scott Sunshine. Unlock the power of less and achieve more than you've ever imagined. Who's this book for? This book is for anyone because it teaches us an important lesson in life, which is we often have more than we realize. Too often we think the answers to solving our problems are to go out and acquire, whether it be the latest material goods or at work it could be trying to get a bigger team or a larger budget. And what happens is we focus all of this energy trying to get more and we overlook what's already in front of us. And the mind has a very strange way of working. When it finds itself surrounded by scarcity, it can start thinking about our resources in more creative ways. So ironically, sometimes when we think about or we have less, we actually can do more. Yeah, I get this so tremendously, and I'll explain why in a bit. But first, I want you to tell one of the stories from the book, because you've got some far out stories in here. One of my favorite stories is from the filmmaker Robert Rodriguez, and he started off like many of us when we're starting our careers. He didn't have a lot of money. He didn't have a lot of experience. He didn't have a lot of connections. And he realized if he tried to make a film like any other type of movie maker in Hollywood, he wouldn't be able to compete because he, he just lacked the resources. But what he did say is, let me think what I, let me think about what I do have. I have a friend who has a ranch nearby. I can film there. I met some people who I think could be good actors. Okay, they'll, they'll, they'll do. I don't have props, so let me think about how I can make some stuff. So for some of the gorier scenes, he uses condoms filled with red paint, which are a lot less expensive. I don't have dollies, so I'm going to use a wheelchair. And he started repurposing all of these things, and he ended up making his first film, which was El Mariachi, for $7,000, which is half less than half of the cost of what it would take to make a 30-second trailer. And not only did he make the money for the movie for less money, but it also came out better than it would have otherwise because of the creativity he had to put into it. It looked like different movies than the film studios had seen, and he had all of these offers to buy the film. Right. Drenched in imagination. I'm so glad that's exactly the story I wanted you to tell. It's on page 97 of the book, Stretch, Unlock the Powers of Less and Achieve More Than You Ever Imagined. Now, 
how can you take this stretch philosophy and maybe apply it to a family with kids? Well, as the parent of two daughters, I think about this all of the time. And one of the challenges that we have in, in raising our kids that I think a lot of, a lot of parents have is your, your children see what their friends have and they think that they need the latest toy or the latest device that their friends have. And as parents, as hard as this is to say, I think we don't say no enough to our children because when we always say yes to giving them everything that they want, we teach them to link their happiness and satisfaction dependent on always getting more. And the reality is is people are always going to face circumstances in their lives, some more than others, when they can't have everything that they want. And we're robbing them of that lesson. The other thing that we're doing when we always say yes to our children is we don't teach them to creatively use what they already have. I mean, give a frying pan to a toddler and it becomes all of these wonderful things where they use their imagination and it's an instrument, it's a stool, it's a container. And children are naturally resourceful, but we socialize them out of them as they get older through schools and through how we raise them. And we say, this is how you're supposed to use a frying pan. Don't do that, silly. You're supposed to cook with it. So when we say no to them, we're helping nurture that natural resourcefulness and creativity that they have that's hard for them to maintain as they grow up in some of our more confining structures and schools and institutions in this country. We're talking to Scott Sunshine. The book is Stretch. And on page 206, you say... Researchers find that it often takes an outsider to awaken a sleeping beauty. What do you mean by that? Our instinct is to try and put people who know the most so-called experts and defer to them to solve all of our problems. But the challenge is that experts look at the world in very specific and narrow ways. And there's this research that shows when it comes time to solving complex problems, if you put people who know less in the room, they often have the best answers. And the reality is is there's lots of sleeping beauties, and by sleeping beauties, I'm talking about hidden assets, things that can bring us joy, things that can solve problems, things that can bring us prosperity. But when we're always deferring to people who know the most, we can't see those things right in front of us. So ask someone who knows a little, and the answer you might get turns out to be quite a lot. I love this whole uh, subject we're talking about today. Stretch is what Scott Sunshine calls it, unlocking the power of less and achieving more than you ever imagined. So you are, of course, you know, an expert and a professor of management at Rice University. I'm a radio DJ, but let me tell you how I've been using this stretch idea. When I first started in radio, you could bring in your own CDs. You could be a little creative with the playlist. And then they said, no, you have to stick to this format. But then you could chat whenever you wanted. And then they said, no, you can only speak X number of minutes per hour. And then they said, now you can only speak over this 18-second song intro. So what was once a big open field just kept getting tighter and tighter. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And through it all, I kept saying, that's fine. I will still be engaging, connecting with my listeners, and getting the proper information out. Give me another hurdle. Make it, make it smaller. Make it tighter. I embraced the tightening of parameters. I embraced it and actually got more creative in my delivery with all of the boundaries that they gave me. Casey, you you embody stretching. That that is such a that is such a great example. The challenge I think for a lot of people listening to this is they don't approach when the boss says no like that with that type of orientation. They don't see there's an opportunity and they think it's a time where their work is just going to suffer and their satisfaction is going to suffer because they've been told no after you know, year after year after year and 
been taken away with with this type of freedom. But it sounds like what you've done is you've you've looked at those limitations, and instead of seeing them as threats, you've used it to activate that resourcefulness that you have that we all can have with practice, and have found ways to create a engaging show even under these types of restrictions. And I think we'd all be we'd all be better off if we followed your lead on that. Now I'm so happy to read your book Stretch by Scott Sun and Shine. When you start to think this way, it's like having a superpower. It really is. All right, where can we find out more about you and more about the book? Well, you can go to my website, which is www.scottsunandshine.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-E-N-S-H-E-I-N. I've got some neat videos up there, some other articles that I've written, some uh, uh, downloadable stretch book discussion thing. You can make a resourceful way of having a book discussion, and you can find the book wherever books are sold. Perfect. Any last thoughts on the stretch idea? I just want people to recognize that sometimes it feels like we don't have a lot of things and we feel like we need to wait for the ideal resources to work towards our goals, whether they be personal goals or professional goals. But if you just step back for a second and start acting with what you have, chances are you're going to be able to make a lot more than you realize with what's around. Professor Scott Sunshine, the book is Stretch. Go for it. If you want to win a copy of the book, email caseyradio at gmail.com. Spring cleaning. I love it. I could clean all day. If you don't love it, check out Melissa Maker's videos on YouTube. And now she's written Clean My Space. So I wrote a book about cleaning because I have a very interesting relationship with cleaning. And I think it's something that resonates with a lot of people. And that is, I hate doing it. Really? (laughs) I never liked it. Yeah, I can't stand it. But in uh, 2006, I started a business, uh, a boutique cleaning service, because I saw a big opportunity for people like me who wanted to live in a clean space but didn't want to do the cleaning themselves. But in doing that, I actually had to do a ton of cleaning because I couldn't afford to hire anyone. So I had to learn everything. So I researched, practiced, tested, and I really applied myself to it. And I kind of came up with this re-engineered approach to cleaning, so it's more efficient and effective, much quicker than you know other types of cleaning that's been taught in the past. I eventually trained my staff on these methods. Our clients started to notice they loved everything. And then in 2011, I started making YouTube videos about cleaning because I I just wanted to teach other people who were like me, you know, who didn't have a cleaning service, but, you know, who definitely wanted to acquire these new skills and sort of live this life where, you know, they were in control, they could clean their space, um, but not have to invest all their time in it. And now we have over 94 million video views on our YouTube channel, wow. and uh, the book just came out. Melissa Maker, 94 million YouTube views for her cleaning videos. If you want her book, Clean My Space, send an email to caseyradio at gmail.com. I'll have a random drawing and send the books out on Monday. After all that cleaning, you may find yourself with a few sore muscles. Mix up a little arnica and echinacea, belladonna. These are some of the natural homeopathic ingredients in the -the over-the-counter cream called Toprosin. Who created it? A Hudson Valley veteran, Lou Paradise. A decorated Marine Corps veteran on a mission to help as many people as possible. He's been researching and formulating natural medicine's ability to relieve pain 
for more than 15 years. My chiropractor once sent me home with a sample of Topperson, and I finally got a chance to ask Lou Paradise himself, how does this stuff work? These medicines go right down into the lymphatics, wherever the nerve and joint tissue are, deep down into the tissue. They help to do a natural stimulation. The body wants to excise these excess fluids and toxins. And the reason why pain is relevant and prevalent in joint nerve tissue is because microcirculation, the smallest blood transporter, but the largest blood supply in the entire body. It's 74% of the whole circulatory system. So the, the medicines go down, they stimulate getting those fluids and toxins off the capillaries so we simply can get oxygen and nutrients back into the cells and get the waste disposal of the excess toxins out of the tissue so the body's at optimum repair. So at the end of the day, the one thing that I found very interesting was that everything about oxygen levels, the pain and healing and inflammation all go hand in hand. And when you put the product on, it stimulates this activity that the body actually naturally wants to do to unrestrict the capillary action, the oxygen needed in the cells to stop the damage that was causing the pain and repair the cells. And more essentially, to protect healthy cell function because with lesser oxygen, the higher the pain, the more the deprivation of oxygen, the more it's damaging the healthy cells, let alone the cells that's trying to repair. So, and the products are not the miracle. The body is the absolute miracle. And that's basically how it happens. Get those toxins out of the way, get, those, get that oxygen back into the cells. So the natural relief that comes, the body's miracle of healing takes over right then and there. And now you're feeling a healing of your pain going away because it's, we're dealing now with the cause of pain as opposed to the symptoms of pain. Lou Paradise, the veteran who created Topperson. Look for that at your local pharmacy. Hi, it's Casey, and this is Shine On, the health and happiness show. Find more at CaseyRadio.com. That's where you'll get details about the Shine On Spring Expo in Verplank, May 7th. Everybody's invited. Lots of shopping vendors and holistic healers, too. Now, a truly remarkable health story. Dr. Terry Walls, W-A-H-L-S, reversed the effects of her MS by changing her diet. Here's her story. Well, I have progressive MS, became profoundly disabled. As part of my healing journey, I uh, created a diet and lifestyle program that got my life back. And I ended up writing a book for the public and now a cookbook to help the public realize if I can come back from such profound disability, there's a real possibility that they too could come back. Does this work for you because of your body makeup or is this good for everybody? You know, this is probably good for uh, everyone uh, because it's designed to help provide better nutrition for your cells, for your mitochondria, so you have the building blocks to conduct the chemistry of life more properly. Uh, And in my clinics, we've seen this help people with MS, with other autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, with other brain problems like Parkinson's and early Alzheimer's. Tell people what the paleo diet is, because some people say, is that the one where you eat all the meat? Well, the uh, conventional paleo diet is all about meat and avoiding grain. My diet is all about vegetables and having some meat. So it's a little bit different than the usual paleo diet. Okay, it's all about vegetables and some meat. What? Tell me what the mitochondria is and how this helps them. The mitochondria are the power plants that within each cell that help generate the energy for the cell that the cell will use to drive all the chemistry of life. The diet is designed to make sure the mitochondria have the building blocks they need to really thrive. If your mitochondria are sort of struggling, you don't have much energy, you have brain fog, you have a lot more pain. 
if your mitochondria are thriving, you have lots of energy, you have a great mood, and you're not suffering with pain. What kind of a doctor are you? Uh, Internal medicine, but I'm also uh, certified in functional medicine. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking, when you got diagnosed with MS? I was 45, uh, and by the time I was 48, I was in a recline wheelchair. At age 52, seven years after diagnosis, I could not sit in a regular chair. I was either in a recliner uh, or a bedridden. Uh, I had severe pain, uh, severe fatigue, uh, and was beginning to have brain fog. Mm. And, and that's when I created this program in an effort to slow my decline, because I knew you couldn't recover with progressive MS. But the protocol not only stopped my decline, it recovered me so that I can now go out and bike 20 miles on a weekend, and I bike five miles to and from work every day. It is so exciting doing what I'm doing, helping people uh, getting their lives back. It's immensely rewarding, totally energizing. You couldn't have ever imagined, right, that where this journey would take you. You know, actually, I am profoundly grateful that I became so disabled from my MS because I had to do that to learn what I did and to re-examine how you create health. And it's not through pills. It's through teaching people how to eat and live for optimal function of their cells. The Walls Protocol, Cooking for Life. Dr. Terry Walls, our guest. She has a revolutionary paleo plan to treat all chronic autoimmune conditions. Can you tell me or do you remember a moment when you said to yourself, my God, this, this is working? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The day I got on my bike and pedaled around the block, my kids were running next to me to make sure I didn't fall. My wife was biking behind me. I'm crying. My kids are crying. And that's when hope came back into my life because that's when I really understood that I was re- recovering That because I hadn't been able to do that in six years. So that was a very dramatic day for us. Oh, my gosh. Now everybody has tears in their eyes. Okay, what made you try this diet? Had you tried many other things prior? As I declined, I started reading the basic science, uh, relearning cellular physiology, uh, relearning neuroimmunology. At first, I focused on vitamins and supplements, which slowed my decline. Then I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine, had a longer list of vitamins and supplements. Then I had the aha moment. I should get these things from the food that I ate and redesign my paleo diet to stress these 20 nutrients. And that is when the magic began. That occurred at the end of uh, 2007, but it was, you know, it was really four years' worth of research yeah. that went into creating this diet and lifestyle plan. And I bet that your kids' diets changed too, right? Everyone's diet changed. You know, and what we discovered is my daughter's uh, problem with severe migraines resolved, yeah. and my son's asthma and acne resolved. It's such a simple thing, but how can you help us retrain our brains to focus on healthier food? The sugar uh, and the gluten are very addicting, which is why it is so hard. In our classes, we talk a lot about food addictions and how to control the environment, get uh, the harmful foods out of the environment, fill the environment with the good health-promoting foods, spend more time with the people who will help you succeed in your new way of eating, and that makes it much easier to be successful. Very good advice. All right, the three levels of diet. So the first level is sort of the entry level to help people uh, get away from uh, the harmful diets. So we fill them up with lots of vegetables, the green leafy vegetables, the sulfur-rich vegetables, and the cabbage and onion family, and deeply colored vegetables like beets, carrots, berries. Uh, I want to be sure they have protein, so I have a different plan for the vegetarian and vegans and another plan for the meat eaters. And we remove the gluten-containing grains and the uh, dairy proteins. The next level is more paleo. Again, still lots of vegetables. We talk about meat, uh, organ meats, bone broth, seaweed, fermented foods. And then the next level has to do 
with a ketogenic diet, we have more fat. And then there's actually a fourth variation for the people with rheumatoid arthritis. We remove the nightshades for them. So no uh, potatoes, tomatoes, eggplants, uh, peppers. Uh, Does the meat have to be organic or should it be? I work with people where they're at in their economics. In our lifestyle classes, most of our patients were living on disability. So we did not require them to have organic food or grass-fed. We told them to get the best that they could afford according to their budget. And if it was canned food, we worked with them on doing that, but they still had to follow the dietary principles. They had great results. As they improved, they managed to figure out how to get more uh, organic food into their diet. If you can afford organic and grass-fed, that's great. Go ahead for it. If you can't afford it, eat conventional food, but cook at home and eat more vegetables. Dr. Terry Walls, our guest, her book is The Walls Protocol Cooking for Life. I don't want a lot of soy and crap in my supplements. How do we know we're getting good supplements? You don't have to read the ingredients. Uh, have they been uh, third-party tested? And then there are some higher quality supplement uh, companies as well. Uh, but you're right to be cautious because a lot of these ingredients are now being made in China uh, and who knows what the quality standards are there. All right, what if I, if I could only take one vitamin a day, what would you recommend? I would get your vitamin D level tested and take enough vitamin D to get yourself to the top half of the reference range. Top half of the reference range, vitamin D, that's my plan, Dr. Terry Walls. Any last thoughts for our listeners this morning? Eat more greens. They're really, really good for you. And visit my website, terrywalls.com. Dr. Terry Walls, W-A-H-L-S.com. I have Terry's cookbook. Let me know if I can send it to you. Radio at gmail.com. Finally, food and folklore come together in R.D. Vincent's magical land of Dunbridge, a series of books that honor over 200 years of Hudson Valley family history. Well, I started the Dunbridge series back when I was about 20 years old. I was a writer for the college newspaper, and they were all based on stories from my grandmother. And she would tell us these stories in her kitchen, and I said, you know what, I want to wrap in the cooking with a story. So that's what I did. I went and wrote these fables along with the story in an article called Something to Cook About in College. And that's how everything began. The Ring of Lazarus, The Witch of Tamarack Hill, The Miracles of Midwife Sutton, The Hermit of Mapes Ravine, and The Lost Princess of Lenape Valley. They are all set in the Hudson Valley. Um, my family has my family's been in the Hudson Valley for over 200 years. We were basically French trappers and immigrants that had come to the United States looking for a new life in the new world. You know, during colonization that was happening here, and we had married into the Lenape tribe of the Native Americans that were here. And over time, all these stories were passed along through our family by word of mouth for over five generations. My grandmother was actually the last one to hear them by word of mouth telling them to me. Her and my great-aunt were the ones that would hear them from my great-grandmother who heard them from her great-grandmother who heard them from the grandmother before her. And each story centered around the Hudson Valley and the Catskill region. They grew up in Mountaindale, up near Phillipsport. Basically what I had done was I'd taken their little stories or fables and had built the world of Dunbridge as a fabled town to hold all of their stories in so I could wrap them together like a patchwork quilt. Beautiful. Now, do we have to start in a particular place, or can we pick up any book from the Dunbridge series and know where we are? That's the nice part about the Dunbridge series, is you can start anywhere in the series and work your way backwards or forwards, because Dunbridge is timeless. So basically, they're set up like framework tales. You can read one story at a time or go backwards and trying to find out what had happened to lead up to that point, 
or go forward in time to see what happens next. And what else do we need to know about you? I'm working on a sixth book right now. Kirkus um, in New York City just got done reviewing my book, and uh, they're a pretty tough critic. They just got done giving a positive review to the books. And the Pulpwood Queen International Book Club of 700 chapters worldwide just picked up the book series, started pushing it out all over the world, actually. Parade Magazine has got an article coming out. Um, On a sad note, though, we did lose my grandmother in October. But she got to read all four books, finally seeing the series and writing, and uh, she even got to hear a bit of book five over the phone because I read it to her. And I actually read some of the books over the phone to her so she could hear them. Wow. Um, What was her review? uh, Oh, she loved it. She 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 was really excited to see her family stories finally being written down. I, she said to me one day, she said, what inspired you to write these stories after all these years? I said, you did. I wanted you to hear them while you were still here with me. And now she's working on your behalf from the other side. I would definitely agree with that. I'm glad that I could like preserve that memory with her and you know keep our family stories in there. And even the recipes being included in at the end of the books are just a little added bonus to kind of bring families together. And families miss that time together. And I think it's good to have a story and cooking brought back to the home. If you'd like a copy of the Downbridge series, let me know. CaseyRadio at gmail.com. And I hope you'll stop by CaseyRadio.com or SoundCloud to catch all the latest podcasts. Now our thought for the day comes from Michael Pollan, who wrote How to Eat. He said, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. The content of Shine On, the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of Shine On, the health and happiness show next Sunday morning from 100.7 WHUD.